The 2023 RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl is returning to Palm Beach County tonight at 8 p.m. Welcome to the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Zappy to the end zone, caught touchdown. Good evening, I'm Theo Dorsey of ESPN 106.3, and I think they're still scoring touchdowns out at the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. This is Boca Bowl Weekly. Here we go. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Two hours until kickoff, two hours until that ball starts flying around, people start crashing into the ground just like I did earlier in the end zone <laughs> here at the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl game. I, I, I was the first one to put a divot uh, into the end zone, into the field here at Howard Schnellenberger Field at FAU Stadium. Theo Dorsey, uh, ESPN West Palm play alongside Cyrus Whitting and uh, Cy Guy. How would you rate, uh, or, or I'm sorry, how would you rate my deep route running receiver ability, especially as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, a fellow oh. Kansas City Chiefs fan who has seen the, the worst of the oh, worst all year long. Man, so I, I think, Theo, I think you're ready to suit up for the Chiefs on Sunday. I think so. I mean, you you are running ex- routes exactly like <laughs> it is taught in Kansas City right now. I mean, yeah. I, I, I was really confused. I, I thought you were – if I didn't know – you could have been if you were wearing a Martez Valdez Scanling jersey. Yeah. I would have thought you were him. I, a one for one, a complete one for I, one, a doppelganger of MVS. Um, and I did, it, it wasn't much help. I wasn't working with Mahomes there in Stone the Bandwidth. You know, I mean, it, it was he put it to the outside. Yeah. So he put it away from the the safety coming over. Yeah. In the you know cover two thinking, but just led you a little too far. I don't know how often Stone throws to guys wearing jeans. And that's it. So there's you know a little bit of blame to go both ways. Yeah. But I'll protect my quarterback and say, yeah, we didn't have he the did chemistry. He did take the blame. He did take yeah. the blame All any good quarterback should do. And you know what? I'm the type of guy, I look in the mirror. I point in the mirror and not out the window as well. I'll take the blame. <laughs> uh, I could have got to the ball. I could have put some more speed on and, and churned the wheels. But hopefully that's what we'll see tonight. Out of USF, out of Syracuse, as we get ready for the 10th annual RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl game. And as I see these Syracuse Orange fans lining up, getting ready to get through the gates, gates opening soon here. And as I've seen some of the South Florida fans, who, of course, this is a short drive from Tampa to Boca Raton, Cyrus, it got me a little bit in my feels because this is holiday season. The RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl game is always smack dab in the holiday season. And for me as a guy who grew up with these great Christmas traditions, great holiday traditions that I hold so dearly to me, as an adult now away from home, those traditions start to dissipate. You start to gain and acquire new ones. And Cyrus Whitting, I'm here to tell you right now today, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl game, the excitement that comes with it, the annual outdoor party that it is i'm starting to feel like this might be my new pending favorite holiday tradition coming out here sharing the joy and the love with you guys and my teammates and then also uh, in a couple hours here we'll be watching some good football i I think theo it is the perfect time to make this an official dorsey family tradition it is the 10th annual roofclaim.com boca raton bowl Mm, so mm. no better way to to celebrate the big 1-0 by again officially making it part of the Christmas tradition. Yeah. We've got two great teams, two great programs to help you do that in one heck of, an, uh, of a night here. Yeah. You know, last year we, we had it was a little bit wet, a little bit windy. I mean, this is, this is what the Syracuse fans flew south for. <laughs> this is the Florida weather they were promised in December. 
and I'm happy for him because it's gorgeous out here. It is gorgeous out here. All of the activations doing well. I was over there putting at the drive shack activation, trying to show people, really chipping, not putting. Um, I was out there throwing baseballs, and then most recently, Cy Guy, I went over there, and I, and I made sure to help myself to a burger in the VIP tent. Um, this, is, this is what it's all about, man. This is uh, college football in its pageantry. This is also, um, I mean, for me, like you said, becoming a holiday tradition. The 10th annual RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl game, our first time actually having a Power 5 team in it, and it, it kind of gives me the feels. I'm starting to remind myself of uh, growing up in that household in Mo City, Texas, southwest of Houston, um, and, and my favorite thing, my fa I would used to write books I used to, in school, but, you know, when teachers asked you, hey, you know, write us a page, a one-page paper on what you love the most about Christmas. Or, or maybe I'm in a, a, a one of those icebreaker circles, and people ask you, what's your favorite holiday tradition? The one thing I always go back to was growing up in my household, we used to do the 12 days of Christmas. Mm. And you read about that, right? Yeah. You hear the song, and you think, oh, it's just some, you know, some jolly stuff. I remember the first day my, my mom presented it to me and my brothers as an option. Uh, we thought it was silly. We thought it was goofy. Uh, you know, five golden rings, all that BS. You know, it sounded like crap. But as a kid who, think about it, when you're younger and you, you especially when you're more jovial and you're, you know, you're innocent, all you can think about is December 25th. December 25th. You're, you're, you're anticipating the day just like uh, these many fans and ourselves have been anticipating tonight for the kickoff to the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl game. But then I started getting presents every single day the dozen days ahead of Christmas, and that, that, that changed the whole game for holiday season for me. I, I was just about to ask, Theo, I need to hear more of the details about yeah. the, the, the 12 days of Dorsey Christmas. Yes. Again, were you getting turtle doves and partridges in a no. pear tree? I mean, how does the real-life experience differ from – the song. Yeah, yeah. Well, in, in, in the Dorsey household, a lot of it was it, it was experiences or gifts. So, okay. like, the first day of Christmas, generally, you get to open one of your Christmas presents, right? Uh, you get to go under the tree and find something that you like the most. Boom, pick that out, open it. Two or three days in, it might be we go to the soup kitchen and we have that experience of feeding other families. Um, I'll never forget the one time um, for one of the days of Christmas, my mom tricked me and my brothers. Uh, she brought us to Walmart. She told us, pick out your favorite toy, any toy you oh, want in the store. And, and we were excited. You know, I'm, I'm like, oh, any toy. So anything. It price don't matter. And I went and I went and found one of those. Uh, you know how Lego has those huge build-outs, right? You yeah. Can, you can get a small box of Legos or you can get the big 250, 500-piece set that you can build. Like, I, I thought I was going to be Miles Turner in that joint. <laughs> I thought I was going to be building Legos for days. I thought I was going to be Bob the Builder out here making things shake. And I got this big Lego set, um, all these different, you know, assorted colors and stuff. I was excited about it. We got home, and the first thing my mom told me and my brother, I forgot what he got. I didn't care. First thing she told us was, all right, let's wrap it up. So then we went through the process. We put the wrapping paper on it. We threw the bow on it. And I'm excited. I'm like, all right, well, let's go throw it under the tree. And little did I know I was gifting that Lego set to another kid. Uh, in, wow. in, uh, in, in other parts of the Houston area yes. um, that, that needed it maybe more than me. It was one of those good, great Christmas lessons. That is it that's was genius. It by was genius. Your, your, that is absolutely genious by your by – your, I mean, a little <laughs> – uh, 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 I mean – It was a little disheartening. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, a little 
I don't know, immoral. I mean, kind of, kind of pulled the the, the, yes. the rug over yes. here, you know, a little bit, but still. But what I will say is that, the, and I learned a lot that day as a kid because that, that is what part of why I'm such a, a giving mm. and nice person now was when I did see that young kid who probably wasn't getting as much for Christmas, um, and it wasn't as well off or blessed, and I did see how he lit up when he opened it up and got that Lego set. I was excited. All right, so that that was part of the part. You know, sometimes the the, the gift is the lesson. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm going alchemist on here. It's the journey, not the destination. And that's what I learned that day. The 12 days of Christmas, my personal favorite when it comes to holiday traditions, especially in the Dorsey household. It makes me think the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl going forward here in South Florida can be that for me. And it could be that for a lot of these fans that come out here every single day uh, or every single year. Cyrus Whitty. You're from the Midwest. We're both Kansas guys, yeah. uh, native. I, I grew up in Houston. You actually grew up out there. Um, you're a, you're not a you're New York, right? You went out born, to born in New York. Grew up in Topeka, Kansas. Yeah. Florida is my eighth or ninth state, so right. I'm a bit of a nomad. You've moved around a lot, but now you find yourself here in South Florida. But before the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl game kind of stole the show for you and became one of those centerpieces to your holiday tradition, what was your favorite holiday tradition? Growing up, a young lad. In this excitement of the season of giving and also just the, the, the spirit of holiday season. When I was from the ages of about as early as I can remember, so age five, maybe six, until yeah. age 10 or 11, we would go to my great aunt's house in Kansas City. So drive from Topeka to Kansas City. About Kansas City, Missouri. In Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. About an hour, 15 minutes east. And... My great aunt, so this is my grandfather's sister, and she was just the best. Mm. I mean, like yourself, all I cared about when I was young was sports, and she was a sports lover, mm. always had football or basketball or baseball on the on the TV, and I, I just thought she was the coolest because as a 7-year-old, 8-year-old sports-obsessed kid that I could talk to my, my 80-year-old aunt great aunt about this yeah. and she could share the wisdom of her life but also some great sports stories of you know back in yesteryear she's like have you heard of babe ruth <laughs> what do you know what, what do you know of? yeah <laughs> and 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 so we get to the point here it's in kansas city and in kansas city they, they do this very special thing that giving night at around 8 or 9 p.m there's there's an area in kansas city called the plaza mm. and it's kind of the downtown shopping area great restaurants great food it's where you want to be christmas time in kansas city and they line every building, every square inch of that plaza yeah. with Christmas lights. And at 8 o'clock on, or at night, Thanksgiving right. night, it, yeah. they, 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 they flip the switch and they turn the lights on. And it's, it's Christmas paradise in Kansas Ooh. City. So we'd go out to her balcony, wait for the countdown, kind of put it on TV behind us, yeah. wait for the countdown, watch the Christmas lights come on. And, and that was so cool because we were it was the family together. We celebrated Thanksgiving, and it was just like the official flip into the Christmas season. Yes. And then you add whatever football game was playing on, on the background. Come on. Whether it was Texas, Texas A&M, or the Egg Bowl, that was that will always take the cake for me. And you'll never forget those moments back when college football. So those were the nostalgic days of college football as well, where those real rivalries that we grew up on were yes. still just as intense. And um, and also you kind of got to know you knew the characters. It wasn't. So transfer portal induced, <laughs> like twenty conference realignment. Yeah, yeah, all of that weird stuff that's going on. Speaking of conference realignment, Syracuse UCF uh, 
Big, big, big East. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, or USF. Yeah, USF. Yeah. I was. I'm. I'm so. I. I was had that on my notes. I think played each other eight years in a row from 2005 to 2012. Yes, yes. And they haven't played each other for uh, going on about a half dozen years now. Going to face each other on the field for the first time in a while here in a little under two hours at Howard Schnellenberger Field at FAU Stadium. This is the countdown to kickoff for the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl game. Will the Orange win? Will it be the Bulls? We'll see. We'll have to wait. And also, um, will my doctor be getting a call tomorrow <laughs> thanks to that tumble I took? Yes, he will. If you want to see that, it's at ESPN uh, West Palm on Twitter on X to see my, uh, my low light of the day. And we'll see much better plays here for the Boca Bowl. Uh, when we return, we're going to have some guests as we lead up to the kickoff to the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl game. And maybe the gates will finally open and these fans that have been waiting so graciously will be able to get on in there and have some fun. That's Cyrus Wittig. I'm Theo Dorsey. It's the countdown to the Boca Raton Bowl game on ESPN 106.3. The 2023 RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl is returning to Palm Beach County tonight at 8 p.m. Welcome back to Boca Bowl Weekly. Now. Here we go. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Can't wait to catch some of the action here tonight on Howard Schnellenberger Field at FAU Stadium. The Orange and the Bulls, USF versus Syracuse. We're getting closer and closer to kickoff here. I'm excited. It's the season of good football. It's also the season of giving. Theo Dorsey here alongside Cyrus Whitting, and we've been talking about the season of giving and how important that is. And, and now we have a very special guest who is, his, his life is all about giving right That's now. Right. Hi, Cyrus. Brad Ginsburg of the Brad Ginsburg Family Foundation, president and founder, and like you said, Theo, this, this man has made giving really his mission yeah. for uh, so many years now. And, and Brad, I just want to say, first of all, before we you know, talk a little bit, thank you so much for, for joining us, and thank you so much for all that you have done and continue to do in the, the, the South Florida area. And I, I know we spoke a couple weeks ago, but you know, for, for those who haven't heard about you and, and the Brad Ginsburg Family Foundation, when did you launch this endeavor? What, what was the impetus, the driving factor behind its inception? Well, I've been giving uh, probably since the mid-90s uh, through my owned companies and, and through my trust. And I felt like I needed another vehicle. So about 2012, I started the Braggensburg Family Foundation. When we talk about charitable organizations, you, you hear, you know, you get what you give. You know, the, the more you give, the more you get back. What do you get out of your works of giving? Why has it become so important to you? Well, you see the results. You see the people who get the money and, and how they're able to buy beds or, or bring these foster care children, you know, where they can, like, go through uh, primary school all the way through college. Um, and there are others, too, like the men giving back. You see a myriad of charities that, that really benefit from the money that they get. I'm curious, Brad. i got to hop in here because you said... This is your first RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl game experience. Yes. Uh, I know you're loving it so far. I, I, what's, what have you heard about it, and what are you most excited about tapping into? Because this is not just a football game. It's a party. It's a tradition. It's, it's a lot more outside of that. What are you most looking forward to tapping into here? Well, I'm very familiar with ESPN and their <laughs> parties. Yeah. I've been to a few Super Bowl parties wait for uh, as a guest of ESPN. Okay, bit, bit, so I know no. what they can do. So um, kudos to you guys. Yeah. Uh, and I've always been a college football fan. Yeah. So you know now I can really you know coordinate my you know some of the giving with having fun at a college football game with, with my friends and with ESPN. 
you, your college football fan here is what, where's your fandom lie at? I mean, you are you one of those guys that just loves the game, or is it specific to a squad? No, I bleed the green and white at Michigan State. There we go. Uh. There we go. It's a little transitional period there for you, but oh, uh, I know, I know. It's a new new era up in East Lansing. Yeah, we're happy. We're excited about it that we got yes. Jonathan Smith coming in, talking about your your love, your excitement of college football. How excited are you? How excited were you when you got the call about the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl and really be a, a part, a driving force of the, the action and the experience for, for so many? Yeah, this was the idea of Lindy Harvey from Spirit of Giving. Mm. Uh, I've known her since I moved here a couple years back, and she's the one who reached out to me and then introduced me to Jeff. And uh, Jeff and, and Lindy put the whole thing together for me to have this opportunity. We've got the also altruistic Brad Ginsburg here with myself, Theo Dorsey, Cyrus Whitting on the countdown to kickoff at the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl game. And Brad, I know this again. This is your first one, but you're 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 inexperienced to the Boca Bowl. So much experience to the giving and being such a big part of the community out here in South Florida, specifically. What is the thing that makes you most happy and satisfied uh, with what your foundation is able to do out here? Well, I was able to, like I said, able to give to different organizations who, who do such a fantastic job of dispersing their money to the people that need it. And then getting involved and meeting new people really every week, every month as part of this, uh, you know, humanitarianism community. I know, Brad, you know, you're, this is all about selflessness. And, again, something we, we've, we were chatting about before just – you know, in, in enjoying the, the, the Boca Bowl Fan Fest earlier. And you, you talked about how there, there's so many organizations and, and there's so many people involved in the, the, the day-to-day aspect, the 24-7 who are there to make sure that, you know, you're, you're giving stretches as, as far and wide as possible. And, and I know that there are too many people to thank. Is there anybody that comes to mind that, that you just have to highlight here and, and just kind of have to thank for, for all that they've done uh, for, for the various organizations that, that, you've, um, been, that you've worked with? Well, my wife, Veronica, uh, she's, the, she's my voice of reason. <laughs> <laughs> and she's the person that helps me, you know, go through the different organizations and, and decide which ones, uh, you know, should get more money and, you know, and until everything's given out. That is awesome. You talked about being a Michigan State fan, big college football fan. I, I know you are happy about Jonathan Smith coming over from Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Michigan State, you know, before the – I'm not sure how they're going to realign the divisions, but the Spartans would ha- were, were having to run the gauntlet, and we talked about this, of Michigan, uh, Ohio State, Penn State. Yeah. Then you got the additions of the Pac-10 teams or Pac-12 or whatever it was, UCLA, USC, Washington, Oregon. What – are the things that Jonathan Smith needs to do in order to be successful at Michigan State at a place like in, in East Lansing? What, what's the X, Y, Z? What's the Mark Dan, D'Antonio maybe formula to, to winning uh, for the Spartans? Well, Mark D'Antonio, I believe, is a lot like Jonathan, Jonathan Smith. He didn't get all the five stars and four stars, but he dug out enough of the, you know, those diamonds in the rough be you know probably more than competitive and Jonathan Smith did the same thing at Oregon State they mm-hmm. were one of the best teams in the Pac-12 this past year yeah 100%. Oregon State like you said that's a great point point because historically it's been a very difficult place to win it's one of those places where if you can win at Oregon State you can probably win anywhere so that's a great point something I hadn't thought of 
Yeah, Brad. Mm-hmm. I, I got it specifically for a Michigan State guy like yourself. Um, how good do you feel? Think it feels for these uh, Syracuse fans to be able to come out here and enjoy some of this South Florida weather <laughs> along with a bowl game, huh? Well, I moved. I lived 30 years in Chicago, and I moved, oh, yeah. moved down to Florida about 10 years ago, and best move I ever did. <laughs> I, I want to ask you your advice on something because we were talking about holiday. We're talking about your favorite holiday traditions. And um, I saw the smooth move you did there by shouting out your wife, Veronica, which that's always that's always <laughs> very smart man. It's a crowd pleaser. Um, um, Cyrus and I are actually on the way to getting married. We both are, are you know what I'm saying, we're making things shake here. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. I want to know, because now comes the part of your life where you're trying to figure out um, splitting holidays. Splitting up holidays and figuring out different – how are you able – what's the vet move on figuring out how to split holidays, appeasing both families, and also making sure that the most important thing, which is the wife, is happy? Right. You have to make them all come down here. Yeah. You don't have <laughs> come to us. Come yeah. to us. You, know, you don't want to go north or, or even west. You want to come down to Florida. Yes. I'm, I'm telling Damien back at the studio to clip that. Yeah. Right now, so I can send it to every single one of my family members. <laughs> yes. Make heard, it, heard it here from Brad. And just just to be clear, as much as I wanted to, Theo and I aren't marrying each other. No, we're no, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Is that how I put it? Is that what was – You said you were on the way to getting married. I said so. we're on the way. Oh, I did. This is my teammate here. You know, This is my guy and everything. I mean, hey, so, yeah, you my, know. My brother. That's my, that's my partner. That's my partner. He's not my partner, though. Yeah, it's, it's separate separate entities there. Oh, uh, my gosh. Good stuff. Good stuff. You never know what's going to happen at the roof claim. Never. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, Brad, before we let you go, and and, and can't thank you enough, got to get maybe the toughest question for you. Got to get a a prediction Uh tonight for for you for for, for the action. We're close to Syracuse fans, by the way. They can hear us. Syracuse in South Florida. Um, High scoring, low scoring. Uh, What's what's it going to come down to tonight? What's going to be the factor? I think it's going to be a close game. And now I think Syracuse is going to win by three points, 30 to 27. 30 to oh, 27. I like it. A specific prediction. He's been holding on to that one. I've been wrong all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Ginsburg, appreciate Thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate the tips first and foremost as well. And congratulations to both of you. Yes, thank yeah, you thank so you. much. Separately, Brad. remember, separately. Separately, yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, we're going to go to break here. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about countdown to kickoff for the RoofClaim.com Book Ritzonbo game, as well as Cyrus and I eventually do have to give our predictions, and hopefully the Q's fans aren't listening too closely because I got uh, I got some bad news for you. It's the countdown to kickoff for the RoofClaim.com Book Raton Bowl game on ESPN 106.3. The 2023 RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl is returning to Palm Beach County tonight at 8 p.m. Welcome back to Boca Bowl Weekly. Now. Here we go. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Here we go. It's Theo Dorsey, the side guy himself, Cyrus Whitting. We are an hour and a half from kickoff to the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl game. And, oh, is this some breaking news right here? The gates look like they're opening up. Cuse fans starting to pour through gate two onto Howard Schnellenberger Field in FAU Stadium. We are getting closer and closer to them kicking off the 10th annual RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl game. For the first time, we have a Power 5 school in it with the Syracuse Orange. And also, you know what? For the first time, the first touchdown scored happened four, four hours or so ahead of game time. 
when I caught one from Stone Labanowitz. I know the low light everybody sees on Twitter, again, at ESPN West Palm on Twitter, is me um, taking a tumble, going after a go route into the end zone, um, trying to score a touchdown. But later on, we, we ran a fade route, Cyrus, and we connected on it. Where's that highlight? You got a flair for the dramatic, Theo. <laughs> you know, you were leaving it just the last second. Yes. Got to make a play. Yeah. Came up with it. And uh, I don't know if they – unfortunately, the cameras were off. They were off. But, uh, you know, that's just, that's just how it goes. That's I, just I'm, how it goes sometimes. I'm not the kind of guy to give up on a play. I, I'm championship not, effort right there. Yeah. Championship effort. I'm not the kind of guy to give up on a play. I give it my all at every step of the way. And speaking of people that, doesn't, that don't give up on a play – um, I've seen his golf game. It's not the greatest, but you know what? It's a, it's above par. It's, it's well, not well, above par, literally. Yeah, I was about way to say, over yeah, par. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the shame. <laughs> the shame. And, and, uh, but you know what? One of the smoothest dudes in all of South Florida. Talk about uh, it. We got Reggie LaRoche, VP of Baptist Health yes, Orthopedic Care, uh, joining us here as we get ready for the RoofPaint.com Boca Raton Bowl game. And this ain't your first rodeo here, right? How many have you been to? Man, I've been to a few, at least three. Yeah. At least three. So you I know? feel like we've probably, our, my first yeah. one was the Zach Wilson uh, BYU UCF game, I That's believe. Right. That's right. That's first right. One yes, it was. Yes, it my was. Dog. That was the first See, one, man. I do all right. Inaugural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we broke and, it in on that one. And That's Cyrus, right. your first one was? My first one was the, West, one. the, the Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi, Bailey Zappi game, Zappi, Western Kentucky App State. Yeah. We've had we've had some thrillers. We're talking about over the past three years, we've had two NFL quarterbacks uh, in Bailey Zappi and Zach Wilson. That's true. Bailey Zappi breaks uh, the single-season Joe Burrow record in that that one Boca Bowl game. And then now this year for the 10th annual, we're talking about a Syracuse team coming in from the ACC, first Power 5 team in the history of this game. That's right. Ever since us three have came to South Florida, we've been doing it big. (laughs) We've been doing it well. I think we're the secret sauce. I don't know what it is. I I haven't got any checks from the Boca Bowl, Bowl, but now that you bring it up, maybe I should – yeah. Uh, ask. We're changing that today. We're changing that today. So, Reggie, okay. Okay. I, I, what is your role here when you come to the Boca Bowl? I know you uh, you have all access. You're probably yeah. in the VIP tents. <laughs> all the places me and Cyrus can't get into. Uh, but what you are you up, able I'll to do? Yeah. No, I, hey, listen, I, uh, you know, obviously with here, us, with Baptist Health and both the Boca Raton Bowl, Roof Claim, we're just a great partner uh, with this organization, you know, this community um, as a healthcare providers we cover many different teams so we're just happy to be here you know like we even have one of our physicians on the sideline uh that'll provide support to any of the athletic trainers that mean in case any injuries happen so we're so, just here providing care in case any injury i'm glad you said that yes, Rizzi. oh um, you got an injury i uh so i don't know if you've seen it i'm gonna try to pull out my phone right quick well, and show you go. it's a quick clip um, i don't know if you want to <laughs> see it i was i was uh so we before the game a few hours ago a couple hours ago at this point i'm still feeling it in my neck Wow. Um, Stone Labanowitz, who you know uh, okay. on, on Levicka Theo and Stone, right, twelve to right, two. Right. Um, he's a former college football quarterback. Okay. He was a Southern Illinois Saluki, a okay, guy I, I thought that. I could okay. trust. Okay. <laughs> he tells me we're at the forty-yard line. He tells me to line up, run a go route against my guy Dominic here, okay. who tried to play me press coverage. Okay. It was a good press. <laughs> I beat the press. I'm wide open. He just needs to throw it in the bread basket. And, uh, and, and we'll show you the video here oh of what happens. It's a quick five-second okay, video. Okay, you beat him. Ooh. And, Ooh. <laughs> and yes. That reaction. Just take, take a second look. I got it on repeat. Ooh, you got to do it in slow, slow motion. Like right here, slow yeah. it down. 
the reaction you're hearing <laughs> from Reggie LaRoe is because, yeah. you know, I think it was the shoes. I think the shoe game, it, it didn't provide enough, you know, uh, traction and grip. No, I had no cleats. That's, that's what I'm saying. It was too slick. Was I'm too wearing slick. jeans. I have no cleats. Yeah. I'm being approached by a celebrity right now. So, Rob, like, I, I didn't know you were a cute guy. I had no – I'm sorry. I had to dab up my guy. That's you got to do, you gotta do it. Uh, I had no jeans. I had my yeah. jeans on. Right. I'm going to come holler at you too, dog. Okay. I had my jeans on. I had never had any chemistry with Stone Labanowitz. <laughs> I want to say too, I probably, I probably helped the surface there on the field for the guys because I mean, you know, I, I kind of broke it in. Okay. Nobody okay. broke it in for me. Right. Yeah, right, I took right. a tumble. I didn't catch the ball. It was like a tumble on a slide. You yeah. know? It, was like, it was like you took a tumble and then like you you slide into first base. But you know, listen, I blame it on the up. shoes. You know, the the jeans. It could have been you know could have been the jeans too. Could have been a little tight. And just like me, I like to wear tight jeans. But um, yeah. But listen, the effort was there. Effort was that's a what quality. I said. Championship effort was effort. a plus. You know, you try to get that ball, and that's what hopefully these players go out and do today. Yeah. I was, well, yeah. hopefully they actually catch the ball, right. when they go out and get it, and sell out um, for that. Uh, and uh, of course, I do have some eligibility left. I will be uh, seeing okay. if any okay. of the cues. Or uh, USF coaches. I do. Are you in the transfer portal? I, I need to get in there. Yeah. After that, well, after, after that, that. From Stone, hell yeah, I'm in the transfer portal. Hey, your, your phone is going to be blowing up, man. Yeah. 100%. That's an effort guy. <laughs> I, yeah, guy. you said it was, the, you said yeah. it was the, the, the shoes. I think it was the jeans. I don't think they allowed you to get your stride, full kind of stride, yeah, There's you know? great slip and fall attorneys out there, you know, that could yes. offer some great NIL deals with, the, with that fall. You, know? <laughs> so, like, you are the, the key spokesperson for that. 100%. <laughs> we got Reggie LaRoche, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care VP, um, uh, laughing at my expense here. When I took a tumble, you can it was get solid, it. solid, man. We all have our moments. Yeah. We have our moments. I, I'm curious, man. We, we, Cyrus and I have been talking about our favorite holiday traditions going back to our, our youth. Um, for me, it was the 12-day of Christmas uh, that my mom would put on for me and my brothers. Mm. We'd get all kind of presents and experiences ahead mm. of Christmas. And then, of course, Christmas Day is huge. Uh, for the side guy, it was the the, the lighting up of a, downtown. Was downtown it? Kansas, Kansas City, City, Thanksgiving night, flip yeah. the switch, whole plaza downtown terror. Town, downtown area lit up in Christmas mm-hmm. lights, kind of the start of Christmas season right, in Kansas right. City. And what I talked about is now that I'm here in South Florida, away from family a little bit more, working more, uh-huh. the RoofTank.com Boca Raton Bowl game is starting to become one of my new favorite holiday traditions <laughs> in these back-to-back-to-back years. It's been fun. That's true. I'm curious, though, going back to your childhood when Christmas is just everything or whatever holiday you celebrate around that time is just mm-hmm. so much bigger. Yeah. What, what was your favorite holiday tradition? Man, I, I would say, you know, Christmas was always good because, you know, you're talking about kids, you're talking about presents, but New Year's, you know, I'm Haitian descent, oh. so we had that soup you know, it's that pumpkin soup. Once January 1st comes around, know yourself a Haitian friend. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. And bless yourself with the goodness that is called soup jumu. So that was one of my favorite tra- tra- traditions then as a, as a kid. I think right now for us as a dad, father of four, husband and everything like that, you know, we're going to definitely do like a lot of Christmas games with the kids. You know, I think the the, the stuff that you've even seen on social media, you know, like the checkers on the floor and you have to run, put the plates down with socks on and just have a little fun. You know, so it's it's gonna be good. So now I'm trying to create memories for the kids. Mm-hmm. You got to, yeah, you got to. That's that. that's yeah. a that's special. That's the turning of the leaf there. Yeah, um, that's right. And and also you you you're a Instagram chef in your own right. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm, you, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm dabbling in that. Yeah, yeah. You do know, you whip sure. up that dish? Are you whipping it up this year for you New know? Year's? Listen, I know my limitations, and I go to my mother. <laughs> so if I do that and I showcase that on IG, mom would be front and center, yeah. blessing the the viewers with what needs to be done. Smart man, you know. Smart man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie, t- talking yeah. about, you know, uh, Baptist health, and yeah. we spoke about this with, with Brad Ginsburg earlier, and kind of the holiday season is, talk about gifts, but it's yeah. what you give more, yeah. and, and yeah. being uh, uh, being 
associated with with Baptist Elf, and you guys give so much to people, yeah, yeah. And, and just peace of mind and everything that goes along with it. For for you, what's and the, for you, what's the most rewarding part of working with Baptist Health, especially in the holiday season when you know you keep people to healthy to, to, to be with their families? Man, that, that that's a really good question because I've been with this organization 16 years. Wow. you know, which is crazy Man. to me when I, I think about that. I'm probably the only millennial that stayed with an organization <laughs> that, that <laughs> right, long. Right. Um, but I, I've seen year after year this organization continue to to, to give. I mean, because we are a community hospital, community organization, and when you talk about giving, you're talking about like over 400 million dollars in charity care a year. Wow. Like you yeah. talk about giving, you know, so, you know, we're a fabric of every community that we reside in, our hospital locations are in. And, you know, when we show up, we show out. So, you know, it's just been great, great to see. And, and there's so many events. I mean, this is one of them, but especially around the holiday time, Thanksgiving time, giving back, whether it's giving to seniors. You know, I remember a time in South Miami, we went to a senior home or senior living apartment and went floor to floor giving them meals knocking on their door for Thanksgiving so it's you know things like that always make you know the heart warm and whatnot so uh, we give back a lot and this is just another one one of those things that we're choosing to give back peace of mind care quality um, to patients that come through our facilities and um Try to have fun with them. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I'm, I'm, all about. I'm glad to know that Reggie actually does some work sometimes. I do. Like, I, like I always tell him, Cyrus, I only see him at the fun events. I do work, I see man. Him at the parties. I'm like, every time there's a golf outing, any kind of the, event, the, the, the great chef's, chef's tailgate. Chef's, chef's tailgate. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We see Reggie just having a ball. Just <laughs> kicking just have, in the morning, we I go hard, we work, and yeah. then at nighttime, okay, you know, we enjoy, if I can enjoy ourselves. But, you know, listen, one of the things that we worked hard on is across the street. Okay. It's our brand new orthopedic hub that's across Boca Regional Hospital. So we're going to have all of our orthopedic and sports medicine specialties uh, there. We're yes. going to be glad to support FAU and the athletes and the community. So that's an exciting yeah. opportunity for, for, the, for just so the community can be aware of. And if they need care... We got you. That's that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Vice President of uh, Baptist Health <laughs> Orthopedic Care, Reggie LaRoche, a guy that he does work. He does actually yeah, have yeah. an occupation <laughs> and, and get things done. What else is kind of new with Baptist Health? I feel like um, it, it's it, like mm. you just said, that's important, especially specifically to this community. What else is kind of rolling out new for you guys that uh, the community should be aware of? Uh, you know, I think right now the main focus for us is really, you know, um, optimizing this new building. Because um, we're having, you know, and you talk about orthopedics, you know, no one, no one really knows the the specialties, you know, yeah. upper extremity, elbow, hands, foot and ankle, total joint, sports medicine. Um, you know, we address all the entire body and we have specialists that focus in certain areas. So, you know, it's just not you're just going to one person that does it all. You're going to someone that just d- does that and yeah. specializes that to get you back to doing what you want to do. So I think we're focused on that, really optimizing that building. We're recruiting and we're growing and we just really want to let the community know where we are, who we are, and you know, hopefully in time, you know, they'll get the picture. Yeah, go where the pros going. Like I That's, said, there I you gotta, go. I, I, my neck is already kind of flaring up. There I'm, you I'm, go. Uh, I'm hurting from that tumble. Uh, the ground is unforgiving. I got the dog for you. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, we'll have to uh, tap in on that. Uh, Reggie LaRose, Baptist yes, Health Orthopedic Care. I do, but before we let him go, okay. should, do, we, do we grab his prediction? Do we think this guy even Ooh. has any? Do you think this guy has the guts, the gall? To give a prediction here, Cyrus, I, what do you feel? I, I, I got it I all. Think, I think he's happy that the Syracuse fans kind of have, cle- yes. have cleared out into the stadium. <laughs> no, not, I, not, near, not near as much pressure. The Q's are, are three-and-a-half-point favorites here at FAU Stadium. Really? Q's the first Power 5 team. Not, they're without their quarterback. Uh, Garrett Schrader, true. who got true. the you know he got the season uh, not season in the injury, but he right. got a surgery. Right, right, right. Um, 
USF coming in here hot. I think, New man, coach. I, listen, it's it's Florida. Yeah. USF is about four miles, four hours away, or not, if not less, depending on how fast you drive. I think they have something to prove. They're going to represent for Florida. Okay. You know, the only thing I know with Syracuse have, we just got to stop the run game. Now, if we can keep, not, I said we. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> I said we. Because I'm looking for USF to take the win. It's okay. going to be a close game. It's going to be dogfight. But if they can keep LaQuinn Allen under 153 yards. Yeah. They're going to get the, the W. Sounds like somebody has a prop bet laid out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Reggie LaRoche, Beth is health orthopedic. Did you have something for him? I love what Reggie said about, you know, yeah. they got someone to prove. That was a specific uh, number, Reggie. That was, it was. <laughs> because they won whenever he hit, he hit 153. They won. Yeah. And if he was I, under I, that, hey. I thought he was going to stop at 150. I was like, yeah, he said 150. If we could keep him under 153 yeah. and a half pushing <laughs> yards specifically. <laughs> USA, I don't work. I'm analytical, so I yeah. know data and metrics. <laughs> USF, three straight bowl wins against Power 5 opponents. Oh, Ooh, that's see, I didn't know that. And You need to do your research. I didn't look, do that. Look, you need, this guy right here. Well, that's why guys. you guys are who you are. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you guys are who oh, you are. Oh, my goodness. Oh, right. we'll, we'll let you go enjoy the rest yeah, of man. the bowl game festivities. I appreciate the prediction. Um, yes, I do appreciate also your doctors being on hand. Got it. If I run any more routes, which I probably shouldn't, I know I got some safety, some help right, right there with Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. My man. Go where the pros go, That's baby. it. Go where the pros go. Reggie Thank LaRoche. Thank you so much, man. VP, <laughs> Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. He's got USF winning. He also uh, he also has under 153 <laughs> yards on Choose Your Gambling Product. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're going to go to break here. Again, we're an hour 15 out from the kickoff to the RoofTank.com Boca Raton Bowl game. He's Cyrus winning. Optio Dorsey, this is ESPN 106.3. The 2023 RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl is returning to Palm Beach County tonight at 8 p.m. Welcome back to Boca Bowl Weekly. Now. Here we go. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Here we go. By the way, I'm banging the over on the rushing yards. I don't trust Reggie. All right. I don't trust his pick. I'm, I'm, I'm fading Reggie LaRoche's pick. <laughs> Banging the over on rushing yards, 153. Give me 160 on Reggie's head. I got Cuse. I got Cuse. Yeah, I'm making my proclamation already. Theo Dorsey, Cyrus Whitting, the countdown to kickoff at the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl game. Sometimes you just got to go against the grain, Cy. Sometimes you just gotta, you got to be bold. What do you mean, be bold? Cuse is the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you said be bold at picking a three-and-a-half-point favorite? I, I picked the over on the rushing yards, too, man. This is a parlay, it's like man. A, that's just a 50-50 yeah, chance. you're right. You're right. That's right. Oh, man, and the Florida State fans are in the house as well today. I see a Florida State University robbed shirt um, speaking directly to the 13-and-old Knowles who won the ACC title game, an undefeated Power 5 team, and yet – instead of being in the college football playoff, will be in the Capital One Orange Bowl. A great consolation prize. Yeah, and a heck of a matchup. And a heck of a matchup to go against the UGA Dogs, but uh, the two-time defending national champs. Um, but I do suspect there's going to be some Knowles fans if they do win that game, Cyrus, uh, trying to trying to claim a championship like we saw UCF do. I would. And I, I wouldn't blame them. I, I mean, I think they have a – If you beat the I, Dogs. I don't know the history of – look, there have been plenty of teams that have claimed national championships in, ugly. in the history of college football. Now, Alabama, you know, back in the 40s, finished 8-2 and two and 20th in the AP poll <laughs> and claimed a national championship. So if FSU beats Georgia, 
Heck yeah, call yourself national champions. I'm in support of that. Nobody's going to stop you. Um, I am a Canes fan, I will say, uh, through and through. Um, I will tease them for sure. I will make fun of the, the Florida State Seminoles afterwards as well. But I do feel bad. I mean, I think everybody feels bad because of how it went down, because of Jordan Travis, uh, a local guy, a Benjamin product, um, literally snapping his ankle on the field, and that, that being the reason why you're not selected. It does suck. But, again, on a brighter note, tonight we're getting football out of two teams that deserve to be here um, with USF and the Orange from Syracuse. First Power 5 team to make its way into the Boca Bowl game. It's the 10th annual celebration of this, the greatest outdoor party annually in Boca Raton. Uh, my energy's high. I had, like, two or three cups of coffee. I made that mistake, like, around noon and around the show for LaVica Theo and Stone, so I thought I was going to crash. But something about coming out here to FAU Stadium, being submersed between the fans and our teammates here, uh, jumping on the radio with you, side guy, and then getting anticipated for kickoff, like, I'm pumped. I mean, you you did it right. You were telling me you went over to do some some chipping. Yeah. At the the drive shack tent. The fan, the fan and, fest tent. It's, it's and big. you went over and and got some grub and you kind of just had a little one man tailgate. Yes. You know, you just kind of got around a little taste of everything. You, but like you said, this is what your your fourth. Ruthclaim.com, yeah. Boca Raton Bowl now. So, so you're, wow. a, you're, you're a pro. I mean, it's not like your first rodeo out here. I'm a wily vet at this point, man. <laughs> I'm a wily vet. And one thing I do know is we get some great thrilling action in, in the Boca Bowls. We, we've got some prolific quarterback performances. We might see that out of USF yeah. in some moments here with Byron Brown, who has taken this, the nation by storm as a redshirt freshman quarterback, a dual threat guy uh, uh, on the hills of Jaden Daniels. I mean, his numbers look good. Mm -hmm. His numbers look good. Um, and then a Syracuse team that, that they've got something to prove. They got an interim coach coming in, and there's a lot of guys that want to put one last moment of good tape out there so they could be in good graces ahead of the spring. Like, there's going to be an intense battle here um, at Howard Schnellenberger Field, and I think it's one that will make Howard Schnellenberger smile down on what's going to happen here for the Boca Bowl. USF, and you said it, Theo, they've got, I would say, one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the country. Yeah. Talking freshmen, this guy led every freshman passer in, in passing yards in the NCAA. Yeah. And in this day and age, when, when guys are playing so young, it's hard to do. Uh, the only, I think him and Jaden Daniels, the only guys to throw for 3,000, rush for 8,000. Yeah. This this guy. Uh, or 800. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. If he, if he for, rushed for 8,000. For, 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 for 3,000 and, and, and 800. That man still be running but, right now. But, but like I said, this, this guy, Byron Brown, he, he's putting together arguably the best season in South Florida Bulls history yes. for a quarterback. The most I mean, prolific passing he, season. He's also he's already broken the single season record. Uh, he he's already you know nearly for the most accounted for the most touchdowns in a season. Yeah. Um. He he's really done it all, and, and I'm excited to watch him play. I, I'm excited as well. I'm, I'm a little hesitant to praise an Alex Gullish led team after what my uh, my my partner here Ken Lavica said about him um, and his squad on Lavica Theo and Stone a, a couple of was that yesterday? That yeah. It's uh, it, it's been, it's been a it's been a such a we had National Signing Day yes, yesterday, yes, yes, which yes. was it's been a, blur. a whole party, honestly, yes. in, in its own right, kind of different kind of party, Yep. but so awesome for, for the both of us and so many of us here at ESPN 106.3 because we do so much with high school sports and yes. the 561 and the 772. But within all that, like you said, Coach Golish from, from USF yes. had some, some, I don't know if you call them fighting words, but yeah. threw, some, threw some shades, threw some strays yeah, at well, FAU. And the story behind it is USF played FAU this year. I believe it was in Tampa actually. It was on the, it was on the road for the for the uh, for the Owls. And the Owls laid the smackdown on them. 
Um, the, the Owls beat them so bad that they might that scoreboard might not have ever recovered um, out there at Raymond James Stadium. And so Alex Golish gets here with his squad again. He's a first-year coach. He does have the biggest turnaround in Bulls history this year. They're coming off of one-win season. In his first season as a head coach, he gets them six wins. He gets them the bowl eligibility for the first time since 2018. And the Bulls are riding high. But that was a big blemish on their season. They needed to win the last game of the regular season to become bowl eligible. Well, Alex hopped on the podium and was talking a little smack, talking a little openly. And he did uh, say, and I'm paraphrasing, but pretty much it's good to have a team practicing in Boca Raton for a bowl game this time of year, referencing how the FAU Owls are not bowl eligible. Um, to me, it's a good dig. It's a fair dig for a guy that might be a little salty still because he got crushed at home against a, a better Owls team at that time. Um, but, again, we're, we're, I'm, I'm, I stand with Ken Levicka. I'm on his side, and I say, you know what? Squander all of that. You should have proved it on the field, and, uh, and we'll see what they have, what kind of energy they have for their first-year head coach today building off of that. My, my take on it, Theo, is I, I think you're absolutely right. Interesting topic to bring up when you get, you know, you allow a 50-burger. They got shellacked. You know, at, at – at home, <laughs> that was a the, beat the down. one the one side of it, and of course, you know, I have a soft spot for FAU because of Ken and and the, the you know M Michael Wright from Palm Beach Gardens going there, yes, and, and yes. just you know a great program down here, and and treat us so well with the roofclaim.com roof Tone Bowl. Yes. However, I could also see the guy maybe trying to flame the flame the fire. Yes. You know, put some gasoline on the fire, maybe, and. As a, as again a, a neutral-ish fan, I don't see, I don't think that's such a bad thing. It's not bad. You know, when they play next year, I mean, he did no favors for himself because FAU Tom Herman's going to put that right on the bulletin oh, board. Oh goodness! But for, for 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 a guy who just loves football and loves college football, the environment, South yeah. Florida. I'm sort of I'm sort of happy about it in in, in a weird way. Sort I, of happy about it. It's 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 actually exciting. Like you want that. You want the gloves to come off in these rivalries. You want college football to get back to the days where we actually care about the characters involved as well as the game. Because now so often, so many guys are switching jerseys. So many coaches are switching headsets and switching uh, locations that it's hard to feel attached to it right now. Um, for the Florida Atlantic Owls in the American Conference against USF, that's going to be a real rivalry going forward uh, between the Bulls and the Owls. And Alex Golish, like you said, threw a little uh, gasoline on it. we got to appreciate that. we got to love that. And you best believe, um, I'm sure they'll be playing at FAU Stadium next year, you best believe I'll be here on that given Saturday to see how that plays out. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're, we're now, what, almost an hour from kickoff. It's crazy. Almost an hour from kickoff here at the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl game, which means that I very soon need to go grab my my uh, my camera for ESPN West Palm Play and get to shooting and get to get some of these videos, uh, some pregame stuff and whatnot. You're still going to be carrying a baton, right? Right up until yes, when? Yes, sir. Right until 730, and then I'll see you on the field for, yes. uh, for the action. Yes, yes. It is the countdown to kickoff of the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl game. When we come back, I get up, Cyrus Whittick takes over, and we're going to get a special guest, uh, well, actually a very known voice on this station, Seacat. <laughs> going to step in here. Uh, maybe he'll talk a little Ravens flock. Uh, I know we won't hear any from the Penn State Nittany Lions tonight, um, but I'm just excited for the game. Can I get my prediction again right before I get off here, Si? I don't think we've gotten it. I want to hear it. I got, no, 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 sorry, sorry. Yeah. We, we get the official score. We, I know who you're ro rocking yeah. with. I got, yeah, you know who I'm going with. I, you know who I'm rolling with. Uh, but, no, I'm, I'm going to go with Cuse, and I'm going to go low-scoring affair, muggy, ugly, 
But an exciting finish, 17-14, I'm going with the Orange. They don't cover. You know how I love my stats. I gave you one with, with – I gave Reggie one right before we left. Yes. Both these teams like low-scoring games. South Florida, 6-1 and one when they hold opponents to less than 30 points. Okay. So not against that. Syracuse, 5-1 and one when they hold opponents under 30 points. So something's got to give here. Oh, Both man. these teams sort of want to – could, could, you know – Want to maybe play closer to low-scoring games. Yes. So, if if one team's offense gets going more than the other, kind of the the if if uh, if South Florida's quarterback, you know Byron Brown gets gets going, um, and if Syracuse, you know, can't slow him down, I I, I think it's South Florida. But uh, we're we're gonna see. It'll be really yeah. really we're gonna be it's gonna be an interesting matchup. It will be fun. Again, we're about an hour out from kickoff. I gotta get my tail to work. Uh, Sci Guy and SeaCat going to carry you right up until pregame coverage right here on ESPN 1063. It's the countdown to kickoff for the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Stick around, why don't you? The 2023 RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl is returning to Palm Beach County tonight at 8 p.m. Welcome to the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Zappy to the end zone, caught touchdown. Good evening, I'm Theo Dorsey of ESPN 106.3, and I think they're still scoring touchdowns out at the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. This is Boca Bowl Weekly. Here we go. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Countdown to kickoff continues. We are less than one hour away from the 10th annual roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Cyrus Wittig with you, along with Christian Cat. Just, I don't know, Christian, 20 yards away uh-huh. from the playing surface here at FAU Stadium. We got the the Christmas lights on the palm trees. We're watching mostly Syracuse fans at this side of the stadium's file. And, of course, got the South Florida tent mm-hmm. on the other side. And, and like I said, an hour away from the action, 10th annual RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, the 6-6 six and six South Florida Bulls out of the American Conference, four and four in conference play, taking on the six and six and two and six in ACC play. Syracuse Orange, Syracuse, the first Power Five team to be making their appearance in the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Both teams obviously trying to get to uh, winning records coming into this one, six. And six, a lot of interesting storylines. Both teams had to win their last game of the regular season to get here. Obviously, both teams playing with confidence. Christian, when you saw this matchup, yeah. I, I know you've done a lot of work with, uh, on the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, you know, previewing the action throughout the year. Were you, I guess, what was your initial take on the matchup, Syracuse, South Florida? Obviously, the Power Five School getting in here for the first time, very cool. And then you have the local squad. What was your initial take when you saw this matchup? I thought we might be breaking attendance records because of the two different factors when you have an in-state school where the travel is really easy to go from Tampa to South Florida here to Boca Raton. And you have a Power 5 school at Syracuse has a massive alumni base a lot of which retire down in South Florida and a lot of which would love to get out of northern New York and come down to South Florida for the holidays. That's what I first thought. Then I thought, you kind of have two different ways of being motivated for this game. You have Syracuse, who has a brand-new head coach, an interim head coach sure. with Coach Nunzio. And then you also have USF, who's bowl-eligible for the first time since 2018. 
So you kind of think, well, USF is going to be up for this game because they get to play a Power 5 opponent. They're probably going to have a lot of their fans in the building. Then you have Syracuse, who might want to play for their interim head coach, want to get in his good side. And I don't think this is at all a low bowl to play in when you look at the amount of bowls that you could be shipped off to Detroit, shipped off to the middle of nowhere, Idaho. The guys want to play in this game. Whether you're looking at USF or you're looking at Syracuse, I find it's hard to discover who is the less motivated team in this game. I think you're absolutely right. I think USF, like you said, first-year head coach Alex Golish, and, and he's really, to, really trying to set the tone going into the offseason. South Florida has put together some really impressive performances, but just like Theo and I talked about minutes ago, they've put up some not-so-impressive performances. Lost to Florida Atlantic at home, 56-14. to Lost, let Memphis put up 59 on them. Let, you know, UAB do the same do the same, let UTSA put up 49 on them, but they haven't lost more than two games in a row, haven't won more than two games in a row. So it's been one step forward, kind of one step back. I, I think from the grand scheme of things, it's been multiple steps forward for a team, like you said, that's trying to get bowl eligible for the first time since 2018. But to end the year on a two-game winning streak and head into the offseason with a lot of uh, just a lot of uh, on a high note, a lot of confidence, I think, will go a long way. And, and we're bringing – we got some Syracuse fans filing into the building, and we got a, a Syracuse fan joining us right now in what is an awesome jersey, by the way. Uh, thank you, thank you. It, it, I was – it's 44, so initially my first thought was Ernie Davis. But that – it says Fiesta Bowl, January 1993. Tell us – first of all, what's your, tell us your name. Tell us the story about that beautiful Syracuse jersey. Uh, I'm Colby. This is I got this from my dad. My oh. dad knows Mr. Conrad very well, so he gifted this. Don't get I a stain on it, dude. Like yeah. you get a hot sauce, some mustard. Yeah, I, I, it's a little, it's a little, you know, like discolored. But okay. that that uh, is the quintessential '90s football jersey. Oh yeah, mesh kind of down just to your hips. Got to show off the abs. That's mm -hmm. like the typical. So t who's it's wearing number 44? Who's the who's the player? Tell us the story. Why is that jersey? You know, tell, for for somebody who doesn't know as much about Syracuse football, uh, it's Rob Conrad. He was a fullback. I think he got drafted. He did he play for the Dolphins? He played for the Dolphins. So okay. he's, uh, I think he's a local to South Florida. So and, he, uh, yeah, the little Big East conference the Big on, the, East logo. on the side. And yeah, wow. these, these these teams are. Old Big East foes were both in the Big East conference together for about a decade, 2005 to 2012. But look, we're we're now we're in 2023. That was back then. Colby, tell us about this Syracuse team. You know, for for someone tuning into bowl season, you know, there's so many bowls and, and so many teams that fans haven't necessarily seen much of. What's what's the what's the rundown? What do you need to know for a fan that's just tuning in? What do they need to know about the Orange? Uh, I haven't watched all of their games. I've watched a couple. I do know the quarterback situation is interesting right now. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I play I play football D three and at Wesleyan. Okay. And I have a lot of Long Island friends. They all know about Dan Valari, so they're they're big on Dan Valari. All and right. The whole uh, I don't know. I guess he's the quarterback, kind of the quarterback now. He was a quarterback in high school, but then he switched to tight end. Um, but uh, I know about him. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what yeah. happens today because well, it's been working the past couple of games. So I, I, I like Colby. I like you because I myself also played D3 football. Multiple friends went to Wesleyan. Uh -huh. So shout out D3 football. Do it for the love of the game. Yep. 
The interesting thing about, and, and I wanted to get to this, and we'll get to it now, the, the Syracuse quarterback situation is one basically big question mark. I mean, you had at the beginning of the season Garrett Schrader, and then uh, stepping in for him was uh, the backup who was um, uh, Del, Del Rio. Yeah. Uh, Del, and but he, I believe he's he's not listed on the depth chart. So you got Dan Valari, who's again listed at tight end. He might be taking some snaps. So let's say Colby, you put on the headset. You're coaching the Orange tonight. If you got a tight end playing, playing quarterback, what do you do? Is it just kind of kind of like run the wildcat and just run kind of the the d- direct snap three yards in a cloud of dust? What do you do there? Uh, I mean, I don't know how good Dan is at actually throwing the football. Because. <laughs> A well, vote of confidence, their quarterback. I mean, the past couple of games, they've kind of put Schrader in to do that. So I don't know if he can actually throw it still, but they have done the Wildcat with him and um, LaQuint, LaQuint mm-hmm. Allen. Yep. It's yep. worked pretty well, so I hope I hope it works today. But, uh, yeah, I'd say just do that because, I mean, they're playing ACC teams and they're beating them. Sure. So they're putting up points too. I got a question for you. How's the game going tonight? What's your final score, Syracuse, USF? here at FAU Stadium. Are you walking out happy or are you walking out sad? I think I'd probably walk out happy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's going to I don't I can't say if it's going to be high scoring or low scoring, but I think Syracuse will win and I think they'll probably I'm not going to put it on them, but I mean, I think the spread's at like around 3. Yep. Uh-huh. I think they'll cover. Okay, All so right. we're going to move by 4 first. more. Heard it here first. Colby's got the, the Q's cover. Yeah. Listen, Colby, I'm glad you didn't mention any details about where you live or anything like that. Someone out there heard you say that you think that you think Syracuse is going to win, they're going to cover. They're going to put $100,000 yeah, on I don't, Syracuse I, Orange, and they're going to come and yeah, find you, yep. and they're going to ask you to pay up because you owe them some money. <laughs> all so I, just saying. Say, all I know is his name's Colby, and he plays football at Wesleyan. Yep, oh. that's uh, – <laughs> I think – you know what? He's a hero. Yeah. <laughs> I think people can deduce that. Kobe, look <laughs> over your shoulder. Make sure you watch your back. Uh, people might come after you if Syracuse doesn't cover. But if they win, maybe they spread yeah, a little maybe, maybe love, I get a, right? Maybe I can get a little. Maybe I, I, can get I know a you're little. playing D3 ball, uh, but they might find a little suitcase in your locker yeah, room. That might happen. Yeah. I don't know. We'll get <laughs> Not the, a lot of NIL in D3. The, so. I was just about to say the same thing. Get those numbers up. Colby, will let you go. Enjoy the game. Enjoy South Florida. And, man, best of luck at Wesley and the rest of the way. Thank you for having me. Again, that was a great stuff. Great jersey, my guy Colby. Wearing the Wesleyan football shorts. Love it. Christian Katz, Cyrus Wittig here. We are, man, 50 minutes, 49 minutes away from the kickoff of the 10th annual RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. The 6-6 six and six South Florida Bulls taking on the 6-6 six and six Syracuse Orange. And, of course, the pregame show coming your way, 7.30 here on ESPN 106.3. Kickoff at 8 o'clock on ESPN. And, and this is the only bowl game of the night, Christian, and, mm-hmm. and as it should be. Boca Raton Bowl, always such a, a great event in person, always a great game uh, on TV wherever you're taking it in, and it should be a great, great matchup tonight. Again, South Florida and Syracuse. We'll take a quick break, be back with more as we near the end of our countdown clock. Be back with more here. Syracuse, South Florida, previewing the 10th annual RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. After this, you're listening to ESPN 106.3. The 2023 RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl is returning to Palm Beach County tonight at 8 p.m. Welcome to the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Zappi to the end zone, caught touchdown. 
Good evening, I'm Theo Dorsey of ESPN 106.3, and I think they're still scoring touchdowns out at the theroofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. This is Boca Bowl Weekly. Here we go. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Here we go. The countdown ticks down. Cyrus Wittig, Christian Cat, with you here on ESPN 106.3, about 45 minutes away from the 10th annual roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. And a winning record is on the line for the South Florida Bulls and the Syracuse Orange. Both teams coming into this one six and six. Both teams had to win the last game of their regular season to get bowl eligible. And both teams obviously trying to get some extra momentum end the season with a victory. Both coaches, I guess you could say relatively new, Coach Golish for USF ending his first season. The Syracuse Orange led by interim uh, Nunzio, uh, interim coach Nunzio uh, Campanelli. And, and I think you know one of, one of the bigger storylines right now, Christian, is we look towards next year in bowl season. You start yeah. to figure out what the depth chart's going to look, look like. You kind of get you get some some opt-outs, guys mm-hmm. thinking about their pro careers and, and whatnot. But for Syracuse, their maybe biggest news of the offseason already happened because Kyle McCord, the Ohio State quarterback, committed in the portal to yes. Syracuse. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Syracuse, I guess, plays the offseason and, and what they can do to put the pieces around Kyle McCord, who you'd think can elevate this Syracuse team that's been in the middle of the pack, trying to reestablish itself at the top of the ACC. And again, it's an interesting storyline going to the offseason for the Orange. Yeah, I feel like you uh, see Syracuse knock off a team they shouldn't maybe every other year. Like they'll beat Clemson in the Carrier Dome, Carrier Dome one year. They might give Florida a State a, a, a scare every mm. once in a while. And I think it is interesting with Kyle McCord going to Syracuse with a new coach. It's like a new regime there. Sure. I, I know a quarterback can only be there for a couple of years. But I think you definitely are going to have Kyle McCord watching this game and thinking, hey, who is that? that ran that route. Who was that that had that breakaway speed? Can we get him more reps? I would love to start to build for 2024 and try to build with this new age Syracuse offense and try to win some things in the ACC, a conference that I think we got some news today where Florida State's trying to get out of the ACC as soon as possible. So that conference looks wide open when it comes to the game of football. So Syracuse is thinking for much more than just being bowl eligible for these next couple of years. They want to compete in that conference. Talking about a, a team ready to compete in their conference, South Florida finished fifth in the American Conference, bowl eligible uh, for the first time in a bowl game for the first time uh, since 2018. We spoke to a Syracuse fan earlier. Now we're joined by a, it's only a, fair. a, a USF fan. First of all, What's your name? Uh, thanks for joining us. What's your name? Where, where are you coming from? Are you coming from across state line or the western part of the state? Where are you joining us from tonight? Um, uh, hello, my name is um, JJ, and I'm visiting from, actually, I live here in Boca Raton. Oh. But my family been going to US, uh, USF for a long time. and So you've seen a lot of losses. Hey, oh, hey. my God. <laughs> are you kidding me right now? Seriously, bro. Come on. Hey. And wins. Yeah. So, 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 JJ, uh, you know, we, we heard kind of the, t- the take of the Syracuse uh, fan earlier. I, I want to know about 
tell me more about the, the USF quarterback freshman Byron Brown. Uh, really I- impressive. What do you what do you know about him? What do you know about the, this USF offense? Well, I know about the offense. I know that our two wide receivers are pretty good. Yeah. Our quarterback throws pretty good, and I know that he can get the ball up fast a lot. And I think we have a good chance of winning. But I really I would like to see us win this game. Oh yeah. How important is it? Do you think for the South Florida program for Coach Alex Golish to get a win? They, they won the last regular season game to yeah. get bowl eligible. How important is it, how big would it to be to win their bowl game and get so much momentum going into the offseason? Uh, I think it would be a lot, and I, I really think it would be really good for the team program, and I think they would, it would be really good for the school. So going to school here or living in Boca Raton, I assume you have a lot of friends who are FAU Owls fans, right? No, you can't you tell me about it. Yeah, <laughs> so how's that trash talk? Because I know... And Coach Alex Golash well, was saying, hey, at least we've got some December football here at FAU Stadium. Yeah. Are you trash talking with your buddies about that? I'm, I'm kind of an FAU fan, but not too much. Here's okay. I will not bandwagon USF ever in my life. I can say that. Okay. So Rough. Yeah. You're, you're going to be with your Bulls yes. through thick and thin. Even, even loss, even win, I mean, even heartbreaks. I, I will still be with this team. I love this kid. I, I grew up a Kansas Jayhawks football fan. <laughs> Very, oh very, God. very tough. Hey, we're, we went eight and four this year. I don't know <laughs> what you guys true. are talking about. But I, I remember vividly we played a classic game. This is before your time. A classic game in Tampa. I think it was Matt Groth or Matt Grothy. Can't pronounce his. I can't remember his name. But a little bit before your time, he tore us up for forty-five completions. Mm-hmm. So I remember USF. Uh, it was a really tough team. They, they were ranked in the top five, like in the early two thousand. So maybe they'll get back there. Uh, one of these days for you, JJ. But yeah. give, give us, before we let you go, uh, your, your final prediction. We know who you think is going to win. Give yeah. us a score prediction tonight um, in, in, in this one. Well, I think our two wide receivers are going to be really good. Our quarterback can get up, get the ball up the field, even running it sometimes. Yeah. And our wide receivers are fast. You know, they can catch, they, they're fast, and they're confident with this game. I feel like I feel like they just need a good pep talk to win this game. I'm, score-wise, I think I'm going to go with Maybe third, maybe like a 34 to like maybe uh, 14 or 21. All right. Oh, well. I, 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 I want it to be a close game, but All not right. too close, so it's sure. not that stressful. Probably, yeah, you're betting right, with your so brain, go, not your heart. Here, let's go with this, JJ. It's going to be 34 to 14. Syracuse will score a meaningless touchdown. Probably. That's how you go 34 to 21, and bang, bang, boom, we go to the offseason. Sound good to you? Yes, Sounds good to me, man. JJ, thanks so much for your time, man. Get inside, go cheer on the Bulls, and uh, enjoy the rest of the holiday season. Yes, you too. Uh, Merry Christmas and happy no, no holidays. Go Bulls! Go Bulls! Right. Yeah, man. JJ's the best. Good work, JJ. Thank Sorry you, my man. Sorry for insulting your team and, about five and, minutes earlier. And, yeah, well, what, what's up? I don't know. Come on. But I think JJ was exactly right. And we haven't brought this guy up yet. He's talking about wide receiver Sean Atkins. He's already slaughtered the, the single-season record for USF in catches, 86 catches, 19 more than the previous record holder. Uh, he's already broken the single-season record for receiving yards. He needs 39 tonight to become the first South Florida Bull to reach 1,000 in a season. So my guy JJ, he's no, he's he just told you everything you need to know. It's all yeah. about the quarterback connection Byron Brown, can he find Sean Atkins tonight? And if he can, the Bulls got a pretty darn good chance. For sure. There's going to be some parties around Boca Raton with a whole lot of green and gold. 
if USF pulls off this semi-upset. It's a, it's a three-and-a-half point spread for a reason. We should have a pretty good game on our hands. I think we're going to see a lot more points than we had uh, last year in the rain, the bad weather conditions. It is absolutely perfect here today. I mean, can't ask for much better weather whatsoever here at FAU Stadium. I think it's going to be dipping just below 70 degrees. And I'm excited to see this game. Cyrus, have you given your score prediction yet in the past hour and a half? I have not given my score prediction. I've been playing it close to the chest. It, it, again, it, it, Syracuse is, is favored by three and a half. But, again, you look back at the quarterback situation, we have no idea who's going to take the snaps for Syracuse tonight. Yeah. Again, their, their starting quarterback, Garrett Schrader, is not playing. He's out with a, a shoulder issue. Um, their only other quarterback who's taken meaningful snaps this year, Carlos Del Rio Wilson, not on the depth chart. So right now, they literally have, it's being speculated that their quarterback today is going to be a tight end. Yeah. As, as much as I think Syracuse is going to rally around their interim coach, Nunzio Campanelli, I think in college football, at the end of the day, it comes down to quarterback play. South Florida has the advantage in a big way in that. I lean on South Florida's freshman, Byron Brown, best freshman quarterback in USF history. I think he, he wins this one for South Florida. I think it'll be tight. I'm saying South Florida 31, Syracuse 26. All right, all right. See, first time I've ever had a Power 5 team here at the RoofClaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl, and I think they're going to show up. As a Power 5 team, I think that Syracuse has enough dudes in that locker room to make up for maybe a lacking at the quarterback position. And USF's defense has struggled all season long. And really, I saw that on display, the lack of defense that USF has provided against FAU when they put up, what, 40-plus points in that game. So I think I'm going to go with the Orange, but in a low-scoring game. I think that counteracts where you won't see a Bronco situation when they were down to their emergency quarterback after COVID in 2020. I think you're going to have a little bit better quarterback play from Syracuse than that. But I'm going to go with Syracuse winning, not covering 20-17. to 17. That's what I'm going to go with. We're going to see what happens in just about 30 minutes. We are counting down and finally concluding our coverage, our pregame coverage of the 20. 23 roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. The pregame show continues right after this on ESPN 1063. And of course, kickoff starts at 8 o'clock. South Florida, Syracuse coming your way. Again, you've been listening to the countdown to kickoff. Roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl up next on ESPN West Palm.